Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. Today, I'm once again joined by Sharon Harris, the founder and director of Lupus Detroit. Also joining us is another lupus warrior, Rosetta Shaw. Shortly after graduating from FAMU, Sharon was diagnosed with lupus. She not only lives with the disease, but thrives and provides support and encouragement for others living with this chronic autoimmune disease. Sharon often says she didn't wake up one morning after graduating from college and say she wanted to start a nonprofit organization about this disease. She wanted to be Oprah, but apparently God had a different plan. Lupus Detroit believes that no lupus warrior should have to decide between purchasing their medication and buying food or providing for their families. Everyone needs assistance from time to time. Lupus Detroit offers emergency financial assistance grants in addition to awareness and advocacy events. Lupus Detroit is a community-based voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating lupus as a major health problem through education, advocacy, and service. Rosetta Rosie Shaw is from Detroit. In 2005, she had to travel to San Diego, California for surgery related to complications from lupus. There weren't any organizations to help this young mother and her young son. Back in Detroit a few years later, she was introduced to Sharon Harris in Lupus Detroit. There, she found a village of survivors to support her emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Rosie was hospitalized most of his past winter with blood clots in her leg. She had nothing for her son for Christmas. Her only goal was to make it home. Thanks to the support of her family, the Downtown Boxing Gym Youth Program, and her Lupus Detroit tribe, she was home for Christmas, and her son was a happy kid Christmas morning. The 7th Annual Lupus Detroit Brunch takes place Saturday, May 18th. This fundraiser is one of the activities that allows Lupus Detroit to continue serving the community. Sharon and Rosie are here to talk about the organization and this upcoming event. Sharon and Rosetta, welcome to Collection by Michelle Brown. How are you both today? I'm great. I agree. Well, you know, um, we've been laughing as we got ready to get to get going. And, you know, I guess that Sharon always brings a smile to, to my mm-hmm. face. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this for a while, you know, and mm-hmm. 
you know, I'll have to tell you, you're one of my favorite people. And not only because just because of who you are, you know, just, just you oh. being sharing. You know, you crack oh, me up, you make me you, smile. And, thank you. And I love you. And, you know, I love your mother. <laughs> and, and everyone loves my mother. I'm yes. starting to and second guess, guess on my friendships. Yes. Like, huh? You're my friend of my mama's. You know, it's like, you know, we started talking and from the beginning, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Sharon told me her story and how she got involved. And then from that, I got involved. I mean, once I was in a store and there was a lady who was talking about it and she was mentioning certain things, I said, you know. You should check out Lupus Trade. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and like I said, the rest has been history. You know, I've yeah. attended the brunches. I've done the walk. And Sharon, like I said, what I love about you, and I want you to, to sort of share how you got into it, because like you said, being the head of a nonprofit serving Lupus was not your goal in life, but right. <laughs> it was somebody else's goal, and mm-hmm. you answered the call. So, we're going into we're having getting ready to have the seventh year, and can you briefly talk about how you got involved and why Lupus Detroit is different from what people might say? Well, I give to Lupus Research, and how it's different. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, no problem. And first, Michelle, I want to love on you for a bit. I appreciate Aww. you for being one of our wonderful ambassadors. You make me smile as well. I love your spirit that you stepped outside of the box and did what you wanted to do. You're a phenomenal woman yourself, a warrior in your own right. So I thank you for loving on us as we love on you. Well, yay! (laughs) I just had to say that. I I just Uh had to say that. Um, Uh But Lupus Detroit started about seven years ago. I was diagnosed with lupus in February of of 2002, and as you mentioned, had no, just had no um, idea or no inkling that I would start a, a nonprofit years later. Um, after my diagnosis, and when I got better, I became a flight attendant because, as I've always said, if lupus is going to kill me, it's going to kill me in Paris. It's going to kill me on somebody's beach. You know, I, I really uh-huh. wasn't studying lupus. But um, flash forward to 2012, and um, I just saw a lot of hurt in the lupus community. Um, the warriors didn't have anyone to talk to, you know, and of course with lupus, it's characterized by flares and remission. You know, sometimes you can work, sometimes you can't. And so I just really wanted, a, you know, a type of relief emergency fund to assist the warriors with um, finances. And, you know, I hemmed and I hawed, and I also used to work for a lupus organization, you know, who had a couple dollars, and um, the executive director at the time went to the board of directors to ask if we can set aside a fund, you know, to help people with their medications, to help them with food, um, co-pays at the doctor's office, and the, the organization said no, and so um, he left and I left. Mm-hmm. So I said, I can do bad by myself. So I started Lupus Detroit right. um, because God allowed me to do some really great things at the former Lupus organization. So I started Lupus Detroit, and we raised money, and the community really, really embraced us, um, you know, in, in fundraisers and just showing up. You know, it, it, it's really amazing, uh, Michelle. People just showed up for Lupus Detroit. To this day, we still don't have a staff. We still don't <laughs> don't have a building. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and our fifth annual walk saw 800 people, 800 people. Wow. And that just blew my mind. And that just shows people the power of God. It had nothing to do with me because mm-hmm. um, either way, God was going to get his glory. If I was going to be stubborn and not be obedient, he was going to find another warrior to do it. So why not I just do it? Mm-hmm. You know, and just do it and just to say um, thank you, God, for choosing mm-hmm. me and for trusting me with your baby, you know, with, with with your children, with your warriors, because something needed to be done. Um, so today we've awarded more than sixty thousand dollars in emergency financial scholar I'm sorry, an emergency financial grant. I'm getting ahead of myself. To people, you know, who need their uh DTE on. Um, folks that can't afford food, you know, people that need help with their um, um, hospital bills. You know, that's that's God's work. I'm I'm just a conduit. That's it. That is you it. know, you know, one of the things that 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 you know, and and let someone uh, get the wrong you know impression. Lupus mm-hmm. Detroit is not a pity party. Oh no, you are people oh, no. who are empathetic and. Mm-hmm. Lupus Detroit has some of the strongest, toughest mm-hmm. people I have ever met. But yeah. Lup- even as us who, even those who are, you know, got the F on our chest, sometimes we mm-hmm. stumble. And Lupus mm-hmm. Detroit is there. Yeah, yeah. We we like to think that that we do a great work. And speaking of great, strong warriors, we're going to talk to one a little later, Rosetta, who's one of the strongest. Uh-huh. Michelle, you're going to uh-huh. love. You think you love me. I shouldn't have even made this connection. I'm going to put Rosetta <laughs> off the show. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely made this connection. But, um, yeah, we have um, – we're fortunate, Michelle. Like you said, a lot of empathetic people, a lot of people that want to work. They they don't care if they get paid or not. You know, they mm-hmm. just want to be there. They just want to be there for other people. And, and the unity is amazing. You know, if you take a peek into our uh, support group meetings that are every fourth Saturday, you'll see all the little smiling faces. Um, and, and the pictures, and you made an, an excellent point. No, we're not a pity party because I always say once you leave a support group meeting, you will leave feeling better than you felt coming in. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. uh, you, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe in resting on our laurels. So we're just continuing to grow. A wonderful Detroit attorney, um, Todd Perkins. He lost his wife a couple of Aprils ago to lupus, so he's since joined forces joined forces with us, and we now award scholarships. Educational uh-huh. scholarship, and like uh-huh. I said, you, you know, when it's for you, got to do it. You know, he found us. He came to the the first walk after his wife passed away, and they had images of her, um, of her on on sticks. You know, walking, and I thought uh-huh. that was a beautiful sight. You know, it was something unfortunate, of course, that happened. But he's going to keep her legacy alive. I said, "Well, use us. <laughs> we'll, we'll help you do it." Uh huh. You know, he's he's just a fantastic person. And, you know, it really makes my heart smile because every meeting, it grows. You know, there's another fresh face. You know, there's a veteran. And and you are like this person. Y'all just love my mama. She loves to cook. So we'll have a crock pot of chili. uh Yeah. We'll we'll have some lasagna. We'll have some pasta salad. She's going to make sure you're going to get at least a tablespoon of something before you leave her. So, yeah, so my mother, is she's a real real doll baby. You know, wherever mm-hmm. I go, she goes because she likes to love on and embrace our warriors as well. So we're, we're way fortunate. God definitely 
as it's hand on Lucas Detroit. Well, you know, um, before you enter, and you know, and I'll tell you, I mean, I've gone to the walk and met people who are there with their whole families in a wheelchair. One year, Mm -hmm. there was a woman who had got out of the hospital the night before and was there to do Mm -hmm. the, run the table and register people. I mean, like Mm -hmm. I said, these are, you know, and not only is it not a pity party, but I tell people, I said, you want to feel sorry for yourself? Come and do this walk with me and and see these Mm -hmm. people. And... I'm glad that you brought someone else because every guest has been amazing. And um, I have to first give honor and praise to the oh, first warrior you introduced me to. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Beverly yes. Humphrey, yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. who was such an inspiration to me personally, yeah. her smiling face and that strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I know she's watching here. down she on is. us. Yes. And then really, last really, year, you know, really. And then last mm-hmm. year, you introduced me to Francine Houston. And it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. Yes. You know, go ahead, yes. girl. I mean, yeah, she has like four jobs. That's like, girl, you can make it. She has like four <laughs> jobs. <laughs> she got four jobs and, and writing a book and doing that. I'm yes. like, oh, my God. I said, I said, you are just like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And tonight, you have someone new to introduce us to. I do. She is, well, I always say one of my favorites, but Michelle, I said that about all of them. I guess all of them are favorites. I got about, mm-hmm. what, 600 favorite people. <laughs> but you know what? They're all strong. They're all, they're all talented. Um, and you know what? What I love about them, yeah, you know, they have lupus. They're going through, but they always speak to you in love, like mm-hmm. always. And I never know, and I, well, I can never remember where I meet the Warriors, but Rosetta, she'll she'll bring me up to speed with that. But <laughs> I mean, I never re- recall. But I said, you know what? Blame it on my head, not my heart. You know. Thank you. But mm-hmm. um, but but Rosetta is amazing. She has an amazing son. She's a phenomenal mom. Just all around good people. So I introduce your listenership to Miss Rosetta Shaw. Yay! Clap 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 clap. clap. <laughs> hey, Rosetta. And you know what? Hey, and now you have me for life. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do. You. Because mm-hmm. M- Michelle do not mess around. She she wears love, Rosetta. She wears mm-hmm. it. I love her and her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. them. That's what I miss about being on, on Facebook. You know, people mm-hmm. just love on you. It causes you to just love on other people. You know, mm-hmm. whatever is put into you, it comes out. Exactly. That's right. Just. Exactly. Just sincere and genuine. So, welcome, Rosetta. Hey, Rosetta. Hi, how are you? I just want to first say I'm honored to be able to share my story with you guys and to be able to be on your show. And I just want to also say thank you so much to Miss Sharon and Lucas Detroit because, um, like you said, She's just a ray of sunshine. She has mm-hmm. love genuinely in her and for Lupus Detroit, that is her baby, you know. Yeah. And um, I've been able to be a witness to watch it grow, you know. And mm-hmm. God is working miracles, and he is not done yet. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, Rosie. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you hear about Lupus Detroit? Okay, so um, back in 2004, um, I was attending hearings for a hospital for medical treatment, and um, I was seeing a um, physician that was uh, shared with Miss Sharon. Um, his name is Dr. Leeson, James Leeson, and he was a wonderful man, and um, I had been going through a lot with my lupus. And um, he said, Rosetta, I have someone I want to introduce you to. And um, he gave me her contact information, and um, from the first day we met, it was just <laughs> love at first mm-hmm. sight, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I've been talking with Miss Sharon um, since about 2004, 2005, and attending um, different lupus events and things like that, and um, also um, being able um, to be um, blessed by Lupus Detroit. Uh, during times of my illness, um, you know, just to see a loving face and um, to know that you're not in this fight alone by yourself. You uh-huh. have people who care for you, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. And also, I had got sick and I was blessed to be able to have Lupus Detroit help out with um, my son for um, Christmas. And it oh, was yeah. um, such an amazing thing because um, I every, I had went through a surgery and um, the, everyone kept telling me, oh, we have to cut your leg off and things. Uh-huh. And um, I declined. And I found me someone who could fix me because I knew it was someone out there. Mm-hmm. And Miss um, Sharon told, took the worries off of me about Christmas. And around that time, you know, just being in the hospital, having to go through so many surgeries and the different type of illnesses that I have, I was able to be thankful and Thank God that, you know, Lupus Detroit was out there. You know, before Lupus Detroit, you know, and Sharon has told me, Francine has told me, other people have talked about how initially they were misdiagnosed until they found a doctor who listened and heard and and took the right action. Was that in your history as well? Well, um, if you don't mind, if I could start from the beginning. You certainly can. Okay. So um, one morning um, in October 1999, um, I got up to – I was working at St. Vincent DePaul, and I got up, went to work, and it was raining that day. And I ran outside to catch the lunch truck, and I ran and slid. And I slid and I went home that day and I laid down. And that morning when I woke up, I couldn't walk, talk, or see. Uh, And I stayed like that for seven months along with being um, on a a menstrual cycle. 
that was just uh-huh. going for those seven months. And so I was going to um, several hospitals and um, different facilities to try to see what's wrong. Um, I had got down to about 88 pounds. Um, I was always Mm -hmm. average about 140. Um, So I had got down to about 88 pounds. Um, I basically had to talk, like, uh, with my teeth because my um, joints, my jaw bones and things had locked up. Everything had locked up. Like, I couldn't use my hands, anything. And so um, one day I was – my cousin came to see about me, and she said, you don't look good. I'm going to take you down to my house, and you stay down here. And so she was trying to feed me soup and everything, and it just wasn't going right. And I was just laying in this bed for all these months and things, trying to go to hospitals, and they just kept telling me, we don't know what's wrong with you. We don't know what's wrong with you. And so... um one morning, um, I woke up. I hadn't seen my mother in about a year and a half. And I, uh, that morning, my mother said that she got up and she was getting ready. She was doing her usual prayer and everything. And she said, God told her to go and find Rosie. Um. And so... Um, my mom, she was a great mom. You know, um, she had drug use and things like that, but um, she still loved her kids and did whatever she could for them or whatever. And so uh-huh. she came and found me. Like, she went all over the city looking for me because she said it was on her spirit to come and find me. And she came and found me, and she came and got me, and not to make you guys laugh or anything, but it had to be like eight people packed in this one car, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and they uh-huh. packed me in this car, and she took me to the hospital, oh. and the doctor mm. told her that the next day I would have died because my hemoglobin was on two. Uh-huh. Oh, my supposed God. supposed to be on 16. Um, I had fluid on my spine. Um, I had to get a um, blood transfusion. Um, and so I had already had an appointment to see this doctor, Lisa, but I ended up going to the emergency because my mom had took me, and coincidentally, he was a doctor there. And he said, I recognize your name, you know, and um, that's when he told me that I had um, lupus and antiphilopolistic and Renard's disease. And so um, they put me on um, steroids and things, and that was in 99. So in 2001, um, I was having really bad pain in my leg. And so I went to another hospital because I was close to it, and I had to have an emergency surgery. I had a blood clot in my foot, and so um, they wanted to do a popliteal bypass. And so basically that's to remove the vein out of the thigh 
and put it down at the ankle of the foot. And so um, it was a miscommunication between Dr. Leeson and my awesome other awesome vascular doctor, Dr. Martin Tuma. Um, they didn't have, I guess, have enough time to communicate, but my steroid milligram that I was on was only five. And so he didn't know what to put me on, and so he took a guess and put me on the, one of the largest doses ever, which is 100 milligrams. Uh-huh. And, um, wow, that's a lot. Uh-huh. People don't know, and that's why I tell a lot of people that I meet, like, don't let them put you on steroids because those steroids have over 500 side effects. You know, and uh-huh. you don't l- learn about these things until after, and, you know, I was just a baby, you know what I mean? And so, um, um, I'm sorry, I get a little brain fog. Um, Once I went into the hospital and had the popliteal bypass, I went back to see Dr. Leeson, and he had to keep me on the 100 milligrams because that's what my body had got used to. So I had gained all of this weight, I was about 310, like uh-huh. to the point wow. where my, my cheeks were so big that um, I couldn't even see when I smiled. And so wow. um, I got up to this weight, and it took about four years to get weaned down, maybe five, but I was still on the steroids, and so um, eventually the steroids had started eating the enamel in my teeth and uh, also eating my uh, bones. And so Hmm. uh, I have a vascular necrosis in both of my hips and both of my shoulders. And so... um, I have had a hip replacement in 2004 due to that. And they want to do other replacements, but I say if God say it ain't ready to be messed with, then don't be touching on it. I was diagnosed with um, pulmonary hypertension in 2005. And so um, they found out that um, I had like three blood clots in my lungs. The guy described it like the, almost the size of a baby football. And yeah. so um, there was no one in Michigan who could perform this particular surgery. It's called a pulmonary thrombosis indirectomy. And so the only two places in the world that did it was the University of Cleveland and the University of San Diego. And so they asked me, which one did I want to go to? And I said, well, I've been to Ohio before. That ain't nothing. I go to San Diego. That's so funny. Oh, okay. What, was it in winter here in Michigan? I'd go to San Diego, too. Right. <laughs> so um, I, um, they got me together. Um now, during this time when I had to get this surgery done in 2005, um, 
And I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I didn't mean Miss Sharon in 2004. I meant Miss Sharon in 2006 afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, in 2005, when I went to go get this surgery, um, I was calling around um, trying to get help from different organizations because the surgery only paid for the medical expense. I had to stay over there for a month, and so I had to pay for room and board, and then also I had to bring an extra person with me because it was a 50-50 chance that the surgery wouldn't go right. So I went up. You know, I went on those chances, and so um, it told um, it kind of totaled up to be about maybe seven thousand dollars in total for uh-huh. um, for me to have to get together. And so um, I was calling so many Lucas Foundations um, here in Michigan, and then all around in different other states trying to get help. And um, I couldn't get no help from no one. Like, no one would help me. And so um, I was attending um, Triumph Church, Pastor Solomon Kenlock here in um, Detroit. And um, one one day I talked to him and I told him what was going on. And so um, one day we were all at Bible study just when he was having service on Lindenville at the church. And uh, he called me up to the stage and he said, uh, you know, we got our sister here and she needs our help. Now, she don't need our help to pay her car note or to pay her light bill. She needs our help to save her life. Mm-hmm. And then he began to explain my story. And so he took up a collection plate that night. And thank you, Jesus. The church collected $2,900 for me mm-hmm. and that night. And um, mm-hmm. Pastor Kenlock added more with it. And um, with the money I had saved, I was able to go to this surgery that I didn't know I was coming back from, be able to be okay. And I made it back. God had a plan for me. And so when I got back, I had to have a kidney biopsy. I had started developing protein in my urine. And uh, the protein... um, was a very large amount, and so they had advised me that they wanted me to do chemotherapy, um, but in a pill form. And so when I started taking uh, these two medicines, um, cyclosporin and Cell-Cell, um, they, it I didn't do my research on it, and so mm-hmm. at the time I didn't know that it was taking my white blood cells and stripping them from me that I would later on need um, up until this point today, which would I'm going through another issue. But I didn't know that at the time. So I was taking the medicine, and it took away the protein, and then I stopped using it. And so 
um, in 2008, um, I got pregnant with my wonderful son, Jacob, and, you know, I was always told from Dr. Gleason it wouldn't be, you know, a good idea, you know, to try to carry the child and things. And so, and by other medical professions. And um, one thing my mom always instilled in us is always keep your faith in God, you know, no matter what. And uh, that's what I did. And so um, I went on and had a son, and everything went great with him uh, during the pregnancy, uh, after the pregnancy, maybe a couple of hours after I had him. Um, because I was taking blood thinners because, like I told you, I have anti-philophilistic um, uh-huh. blood disorder, so I take blood thinners. And so um, the doctor didn't sew me up good in the inside, and um, my stomach began to swell. And then I just heard all of this noise, like it sounded like a shower was running. And... um it was my, um, it was blood and pushing down on my intestines. And so they rushed me down to intravenous radiology. And um, I had uh, to get emergency surgery. And then afterwards I had to get a vacuum box um, inside of my stomach that I wouldn't get an infection. So it was like a very painful process. Um, but they would come out and have to change it and things. And so for most of my pregnancy, after the pregnancy, I was in the hospital for about three months after that. Wow. And so I didn't get to spend you know, time with Jacob, but luckily I have a little brother uh, who's wonderful uh, in the military, a veteran, and um, he was there to be able to help with Jacob and along with other family members and friends. So uh-huh. um, after 2008, um, 2010, well, 2000. Nine came and then I was diagnosed um, with an aneurysm mm-hmm. uh, on the um, right side, and so um, it's very small right now. And I'm blessed and I'm thankful. Um, God is keeping His hand over me. You know, um, it get it get very. Um, the devil try to get in your way, you know, and so you have to make sure you stay in the word and uh, keep keep your faith. And so, so uh, Rosetta, let me take. We, I want to take our first break here, and I want to get back to your story. So, okay. can you hold on, and we'll be right back. If you're just joining me today, we're talking about for organization Lupus Detroit with its founder and executive director, Sharon Harris, and a lupus warrior, Rosetta Shaw. We'll be right back.
This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. back here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and we're talking with Rosetta Shaw. She's sharing with us her story. You know, one of the things, Rosetta, that that really touched me, too, was you were talking about even though your mother was having her own challenges, she came and found her child. And even though doctors and them said, oh, it might not be a good ideal for you to have a baby, you had a commitment to your child. And, I mean, that's a lot of love in your family, you know? Yes, 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 it is a lot of love. My mother, she has, uh, it's 14 of us, nine by birth and five mm-hmm. by my dad. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we speed up to 2010, 2011, and, um, I've been have been having um, problems out of my um, joints and things, and so um, they had. Even though I have lupus, they also diagnosed me with having um, arthritis in mm-hmm. my legs as well. And so, um, 2012, uh, my mother passed. I was mm-hmm. helping take care of her, and during that time, um, my hair and things and um, began to fall out, and my face began to um, get the butterfly rash mm-hmm. on it, and so um, I was starting. I never had it to the point where. Um, I had a procedure or anything done on it. Um, just tried to um, maintain it as best as I could, you know, without bothering it too much. And so um, after that, in 2017, um, 2016, I had a heart attack. Um, I was uh, 30 about to be 33 a couple of days before my birthday and most of these surgeries always be around on my birthday or the day before or a couple of days and I'd be like what's Uh going on but that'd be uh I think I look at it like God be God be showing off how powerful he is on my birthday Uh (laughs) amen yeah what he can do that's right you know if you keep your faith you know he'll keep you um not to stray from the story or anything, but uh, when I was a little girl, I used to attend the Starvation Army, and uh, mm-hmm. I used to sing this song. I was nine years old about the woman who had the issue of blood, and uh, I was always ashamed to 
sing that song, my brothers and sisters, you know, would tease me in the audience and things. And when I became 19, I went back to that pastor and I asked him, I said, why did you have me sing that song? And he said, why do you ask? And I said, because I was diagnosed with the issue of my blood. And he Mm. said, well, that was God assuring you at nine years old that if you kept your faith, he is going to heal you. And so that's what I've always tried to go by because he's just so amazing. But um, 2016, I had a heart attack, and I had to get a stent put in. And, you know, um, all of my surgery, you know, Ms. Sharon Cohen from Lupus Detroit has always been there to you know, show support. They're so great in the community and do so many things. And um, I have a lot of young friends, you know, who are being diagnosed, you know, with lupus and things. And I'm able to, you know, guide them to Miss Sharon. You know what I mean? Like she's so such an inspiration and motivator, you know, she just, when you see her, she just makes you want to get motivated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. She makes you want to get motivated. So I make sure I have on my thinking cap when I go see <laughs> And you know, the thinking cap. <laughs> but she's a good friend, too. I, I mm-hmm. must say she's a great friend. But um, You know, that's, that's the other good thing about Lupus Detroit is that, you know, People who come to Lupus Detroit, and there's women, but there's also men, but they come from all walks of life, and there are people who are raising children who made the decision like you did to have a baby, so it's like you really don't feel alone. There's someone who can say, hey, I got you, sis. You know, I, I've been yeah. there. You can do this. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, I've met so many um, Lupus warriors. Lupus sisters there, you know, uh, well, Master, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. She's a great friend and, you know, great warrior. And my prayers are always with my sisters, you know, because, you know, when I was diagnosed, you know, I didn't have a clue of what was going on or, you know, what was what, you know. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, we got Lupus Detroit to be able to educate, you know, to talk about and, you know, help you, you know, understand. You know what I mean? Nobody helped me understand. You know, Sharon, so, when you mm-hmm. hear, I mean, and you've heard, like, Francine talks about how they misdiagnosed it. You had that happen. And you just heard, you know, how Rosetta was talking about they wanted all the, the these powerful drugs that they're giving it, do you find that that's a really important thing that, you know, we, we tend to go to the doctor, and if the doctor says you need this, you go like, okay, especially with, if you're down. But do you find that by having lupus detroit, you can sort of like feel some of the questions that someone might have, like if your doctor comes and says, oh, you need to have this done or that done, you go like, well, wait a minute, you know, back yeah. it off or here's a better doctor. Yeah, I always encourage uh, warriors, or even if you don't have a lupus, the community at large, to always be an advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't take everything that 
one doctor says as gospel, but get a second or even third opinion. Because these medications are expensive, and as Rosie mentioned earlier, the side effects. You know, you may, you know, a lot of them have uh, mind-altering side effects. You know, not just the president, not just the prednisone that causes you to gain weight. You know, some of our members have reported that it causes them to, to stay up all night. You know, and it and inhibits their sleep. So I encourage everyone, um, Michelle, to really get a second or third um, opinion, and that comes up often in our support group meetings. You know, what are you taking? How does it make you feel? And also, it should encourage people to take on a healthier lifestyle in terms of what they're eating. Uh-huh. You know, now, I'm not saying that that's the cure-all. <laughs> I'm not saying uh-huh. that, you know, because that's up for, for heavy debate. But really just pay attention to the symptoms, the side effects, and I also encourage folks to keep a journal uh-huh. to, to write in, you know, after you take these medications so you can go back to your doctor like, no, you know, we've we got to come up with something else. You know, I can't function. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm lethargic. I can't wake up. I can't go to sleep. But that's always a hot topic, mm-hmm. the medication. Mm-hmm. And even um, when I would lobby on the Hill in, in D.C. Um, for, for medications, my biggest concern is even being able to, to afford them. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, these medications are, are way expensive, and why pay that much for something that's going to keep you from, from being your best self? Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's always a hot-button topic, the medication. Mm-hmm. Now, Rosetta, you have a small child. I mean, you have a son, and you're taking yeah. care of it, and you had a heart attack at 32. How – and then you were starting to talk about what happened at Christmas. Who is helping you with your son, and how do you uh, model to your son that you are – not a victim, but you're you're surviving, mm-hmm. you're thriving with this disease. Because I know it must be hard on him to see mom sick. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's very difficult for him to see. But um, from the from the day he was born, um, my number one thing was always to um, instill in him that um, no no matter what, if you have feel like you have no one, you always have God, and you pray to him, you know, and um, I always try to, you know, talk to him about how people are here as an experience, you know, they're here for a season, you know, sometimes they have to leave, and, you know, so we talk about that, not a lot, but I try to get him to understand, you know, if every day is not promised to no one. You know what I mean? And that's not because mommy is sick. It's because when God says he's ready for you and your mission is complete, then you go home to God, you know. And so um, I have the help of um, my fiancé and also mm-hmm. Jacob. On his dad's side, um, uh-huh. unfortunately, he didn't get to meet his father. Um, his dad died before he could meet him. And so um, I do have the support and the help from his family. They are so awesome, you know, as far as with supporting him um, and things being there 
for him when I'm sick or anything. You know, they're more than welcome to take him in. You know, I have my family. You know what I mean? He And I also, Jacob has godparents. And so also, um, you know, I've received help from some of my lupus uh, sisters, you know, if I ever needed help with him, uh, you know, a girlfriend, Melody, she's a, another lupus warrior, you know, so it's a big family. Lup, you know, lupus Detroit, it's, it's a big family and things. And so after I had the heart attack, which was in 2016 and 2018, um, they told me that the surgery – the popliteal bypass that I had done in 1999, the graft had failed. Mm. And so um, everyone wanted me to um, get my leg cut off. You know, I had been to about five hospitals, and I went and I didn't think that that doctor was still alive, the vascular doctor, because I hadn't seen him in all those years. And something just said, look him up. And I looked him up, <laughs> and I went and seen him. And he said, no, kid, don't cut your leg off. He said, I ain't going to cut it off. I'll pack you up this time, but you got to take care of it this time. And so mm-hmm. it is um, about how you live your life with lupus. I've learned that over the years. It's about how you eat, like Ms. Sharon said, um, Definitely how you eat and the things you put in and, you know, as far as smoking, you know, all of that plays a big part. And, you know, just to uh, touch back on the medicine and things, they do, they do alter you, you know, the, your moods and the way you think, you know what I mean? And so um, it's, it's like you, you have to do your research. I've learned that you have to research for yourself, you know. And so after the having the uh, popliteal, the tibial, it was called a tibial bypass because now they had to use a creo vein, which is basically an artificial vein that they take from a um, pig and they mm. use it as a graft. And so um, that was my only option to save my leg. And so um, I had the um, surgery done. And, you know, once again, Lupus Detroit was there to help with Jacob and things and, you know, help with me and make sure that my spirits was up to par, you know, and to – you know, just be there for me to let me know I wasn't alone. And so I had to, my goal, I went into the hospital December the 13th. My goal was to get home by December the 24th so I can be home with Christmas for my son. And they said, well, I don't, we don't think you can do that if you pass rehabilitation. You might, but we doubt that nobody's done that. I was expected to be there for about a month. And I was determined, and I kept my faith, and I got up, and I did it, and I came home December the 23rd, and I was there to be home with my son and things, and, you know, was surprised 
seeing that big face come, big smile come through the door. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Uh you just made my baby and me, you know, that was the best day. You know, I was just so grateful because I didn't have a clue. I didn't have anything, you know. And so um, I don't work, but I do volunteer work um, at a research company sometimes. And uh, it's always uh, good to be able to reach out to other people and talk to them about different things I've been through. You know what I mean? You never know where people come from and their walks of life and things. And so... um, After having that surgery in 2018 in December, um, 2017 of December, I'm sorry, in April of 2018, um, I began to start being dizzy and falling out and things. And so um, I had slipped and fell in the shower. And so... um, my doctor, which is the same doctor um, that Sharon has, Dr. Um, McKinnon, she's an awesome um, doctor. And so um, she sent me to get several blood tests done and that my uh, CPK levels were very high. Um, on an average person, um, the CPK levels are supposed to be between 30 and 70. And so mine were at uh, 2,800 and still began to climb uh, up to 3,200. And so um, it can ultimately um, shut your kidneys down and things. And so um, she put me in the hospital. Um, They got the CPK levels to go down. And so uh, they thought it was because I was taking lisinopril. Uh, so, which is a cholesterol medicine, and so mm-hmm. I thought it was causing me to have myosis. And so um, they sent me home. I came home. I fell in the shower, and I hit my head. So I got admitted back into the hospital still because of the CPK levels. And so I'm still trying to find out what's going on with the CPK levels, Um my doctor here, she's sending me to several different specialists. Um, but uh, I just want to say um, the number one thing, too, is making sure, like, you have the right doctors and you do your research on your doctors and, like, having a good primary care doctor that, you know, um, knows what's going on, that's, you know, experienced and, you know, not just, I know, like, um, students have to learn and do research, but, you know, not, don't just go for anything and let anyone do, you know, anything. You know, do make sure you do research on it and the people that you see and make sure that they're knowledgeable because this is your life. And once mm-hmm. it's mistake and it goes the wrong way, you know, nobody's affected but you, you know, and then you have mm-hmm. to deal with that and things and 
um, you know, it's it's real difficult. And so, um, what? So I went into the hospital about the CPK levels, and they're still trying to find out. But while I was in the hospital, um, I had they did a muscle biopsy. And so um, anytime you're on Coumadin or anything, um, you have to come off of these things and get on the shot, which is low vinox or heparin. And so um, when I'm getting these procedures done, I'm leaving my body at risk to get a blood clot to slide through anywhere in my body. Or, you know, my aneurysm erupted, you know what I mean? But... It's either find these things out or, you know, not. And so I try to make the best decisions on what I, you know, mm-hmm. what I think is important, you know. And so while being in the hospital, um, they uh, found out that I had a um, couple lymph nodes that were abnormal. And so um, they went in and took tissue out. And so after they took tissue out, um, I got my blood checked and my CPK levels were back high and they put me back in the hospital. And so this was this past March and the lip noid had swolled it up, swolled up. And so when the test results came back, I was still at another hospital and so they said that they didn't have enough tissue to determine if it was cancerous or not. So now they have to go in and remove the whole lymph node out to see if it's cancerous. But along with it, it's swollen. You know, it's kind of like the size of a orange or something. Uh-huh. And so um, they gave me a best appointment. You know, they could. And so... When I was in the hospital, they also seen some type of bowel obstruction. And so um, I seen a GI doctor because I have GERS disease and, and a hernia in my esophagus. So I can't, like, hold food down. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to eat things. Like, even if I drink water or anything, mm-hmm. like, it still comes up. Mm-hmm. And so um, next week I go and I get tubes put in and I'll keep those tubes in for about two days and then they'll remove them to see the reactions of my stomach and what's going on because she said it's beyond the GERS disease now and Mm. so they thought it was a bowel obstruction but for the testing they did they said that because I have two IVC filters in me I have an Mm. IVC filter and my upper abdomen and my lower abdomen and they said that they don't see blood flow getting from the lower abdomen down to my legs so now I have to see my my bachelor Dr. Tumor who did the surgery um I see him next week too to find out about that wow you know you have you have had quite the journey and it's and we both know we all know that, you know, it's not over, but what you're encouraged and you have that support system. I mean, and this is just real for 
people who are dealing with lupus. It's no walk in the park. No one is spared. You know, I mean, if you've got it, you know, you're going to go up and down with it. Well, we're going to take our second break, and then I want to talk about the coming event and how Lupus Detroit gives back. So we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. here on Collections by Michelle Brown talking with Rosetta Shaw and my very, my sister in love, mm-hmm. Sharon yeah. Harris. And, you know, you have an event coming up. And before we talk about the event, I have to tell you something. Okay. Um, I was sitting in a restaurant and I had my phone and it came up with a picture of Beverly. That was when she went in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the waiters came up, you know, wasn't bringing me my food. <laughs> you know, I was still waiting on that food, but he came up and he said, you know that lady? And I said, well, yeah, I know that lady. And he went on and on about what a great lady she was, how strong uh-huh. she was. And she said, you know, she's been through so much. She said, she was just in here the other day. And I had oh, to tell wow. him that she was in the hospital. Ditto. And, you know, and when I went back the next time, she had gone into hospice. And mm-hmm the love that they had. But the thing also was like she had told them that she was a lupus warrior. Mm-hmm. They had given at times to lupus because of her. And they said, oh, wow. you know, she was such an amazing woman and she mm-hmm. was so beautiful. And I said, yes, yeah. she was. I said, as mm-hmm. on the inside and out. So yeah. one of the things about wow. lupus Detroit is like you said, you don't have a staff, you don't have an office, you have, you know, when you have your meetings, you have people who donate the space. And mm-hmm. just about mm-hmm. all that you get goes back to the Lupus Warriors. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. we've heard from Rosetta how, you know, it's not just about helping out, you know, it's helping with Christmas. It's helping by being a friend. It's helping where it's needed. It's scholarships. The seventh annual brunch is coming up. Yes. Tell us what what people can, and it's called the White Affair. Tell us what people can yes. expect, and tell us about the brunch, and what the money that's raised goes towards. You know what I'm most excited about with the brunch is that we um, instituted a new program for Lupus Detroit, and that's. Um, the Beverly Humphrey, excuse me, the Beverly Humphrey Graham makeover. Uh, because we got, we have to continue to say Beverly's name. 
Mm-hmm. And just like the waiter at the restaurant, Beverly, Beverly never shied away from having lupus and admitting that she had lupus. She'd tell anybody. You know, so I like the fact that um, she was she was a proud warrior, you mm-hmm. know, and I believe she also had rheumatoid arthritis and it had taken its toll on her fingers, on her fingers, but she never shied away from discussing it, letting people know that she had it because she had it for decades and her sister, Sharon, also had it. Mm. You know, I remember that. So, I remember mm-mm, telling mm-mm, you that, that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we selected two lupus warriors um, to get glammed up. They're going to get their hair done. One of, one of them is going to have a lace front. We're going to do uh, pedicures. We're going to do manicures. So we're, I'm, I, that's what I'm looking forward to, to see what's, um, what comes about from our first Beverly Humphrey Glam Makeover. So um, I'm, I'm excited about that. We're going to name our scholarship recipients. Each year we give three $1,000 scholarship, $1, scholarships to Lupus Warriors. The only requirement really is that you have had to attend a Michigan high school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you can go to a university, you can go to a trade school, you can go to a college. It really doesn't matter. Um, and the comedian and radio host, uh, Coco, we've been friends for over a decade, so she's going to be our entertainment this year, so I'm excited about that. Um, from Fox 2, we're going to have Hillary Goldson. She is returning for the second year as far as our MC. So, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, you're going to be in the house, Michelle. That's oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to be in the house in your white, too. So, you mm-hmm. know, it, Everything is, is exciting to me. You know, everything, we're going to have a silent auction with um, items from um, the Motor City um, Hotel, from MGM, and they're also throwing in dinner for two at the Wolfgang Puck um, mm-hmm. um, restaurant. And, you know, we just have people that love us so much. Gahazi, she's going to make some jewelry for um, the silent auction. Some another hotel, um, the, the, the Dearborn Inn in Dearborn. They I, I received their um, overnight stay today, and also something from the Pistons. So I mean, uh, we're just really fortunate. Yeah, people just look out, and I uh-huh. never take the credit because this is all God. You know, uh-huh. he's he's working late in the midnight hour, early in the morning, the afternoon. God is really working so that um, Lupus Detroit can have finances and we can have money to give away you know, mm-hmm. to people. So I, I'm really, 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 really fortunate. And the Sinbad staff, they've been great too. Um, well, it's going to be at Sinbad's Restaurant and Marina on Saturday, May 18th, beginning at 10 in the morning and ending at 1 um, p.m. And, and you know what? Now that I think about it, Beverly Humphreys, Beverly Humphrey and Luana Rolak, they put together our first couple Brunches. Mm. They, yeah, they, they, they took mm-hmm. the initiative yeah, to put our first probably three together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so they're just magnificent women. Um, but back to May 18th, it's going to start at 10, end at 1. And, Michelle, I shaved off an hour because, honey, last year, you know, it was, it's been four hours in the past. <laughs> honey, my attention span, I'm looking out the window. Lord, I'm tap mm-hmm. dancing. 
So I said, let me just make it three hours, you know, so we're going to get everything in, including um, the brunch. We're going to get everything in in three hours. You know, so I am excited. That, that, that to me, which, you know, which the scholarships, and what I was talking, I remember last year we talked about it, and we talked about it before, the scholarships, like when you hear people who talk or who have lupus, often that you hear, like, um, they might not be able to work or, mm-hmm. you know, life has been interrupted. But one of the beauties of the scholarship is most people think scholarship, you're thinking high school, high school students. No, if you had mm-hmm. to graduate from high school. But, I mean, there's been people who are going back after being, yeah. you know, kept away from them, and they're going back and getting it. So it's really about, you know, helping people thrive, yeah. survive, mm-hmm. and to get back on it. And that scholarship, I know that one year, and there was, um, you're going to have to help me with his name, attorney, okay. um, hmm. Top, Top Top. Yes, Top and there he was, up there on yeah. the stage with his two children, mm-hmm. and you know what, his wife's spirit was right there, right, right there, it was right there. beautiful, I, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. always try to make it special, you know, because these, Todd, anyone that supports us after someone has passed away, they can take their money anywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michelle, they can uh-huh. take their money anywhere. And I always like to point out that Todd finances that out of his own pocket. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's not a fundraiser. Todd does that out of his own pocket. We've already had the conversation. Okay, Sharon, when you come and get the money. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and then in um, December, he always holds a party to pretty much show appreciation, you know, for his clients and all that good stuff. And then now Todd has thrown in a 50-50 raffle for, for us. So we uh-huh. get $50, um, well, half of the money to uh-huh. the person that bought the ticket, and then the other half comes from Lupus Detroit. Todd always thinks about Lupus Detroit. Uh-huh. And it's like... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Y- y- you know, out of his own heart, out of his own pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to prod Todd or anything like that. And then he also sponsored the event. So he, he yeah. he's a wonderful man. I always said that, that that's my big brother because the mm-hmm. humility, the love. I, you know, every, everyone can learn a lot from Todd just, just, just to be a good yeah. person mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to do it. And $1,000? Thank you. You know, Thank yeah, you. well, actually $3,000. Because uh-huh, it's three scholarships. Okay. It's three scholarships, and then to give money to the event. So, you know, that's that's my big brother. He is wonderful. And then to include us in his um, December event, uh-huh. you know, it's his, his Christmas holiday event. And he holds tables for us. And you have to come out um, one year, Michelle. We had so much fun. It's, it's free. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. It's free. The, the bar is free, and the food is free. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you, you and me, free food and free. But I don't know. I don't know. Hello, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll shut the party down. And uh-huh. it's, it's what's so funny. One of our scholarships that you mentioned, how you know some of us um, returned to school. Yeah, she was she was over fifty, and she won the scholarship. And she was there um, at the, the the holiday celebration, and she said, "Sharon, I had so much fun because everybody is just free. We're happy. It's the holiday." You know, and, and it's always um, somebody to see. The, the chief, Chief Craig, was there last year. Um, 
Judge Judge Rhonda Evans. She was there mm-hmm. last year. I mean, you know, so yeah. So everything mm-hmm. is just great, and she always sells the most raffle tickets. Judge mm-hmm. Judge Evans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, it's all you know, just just that connection between people, and people show up. You know, they show up for Todd. So I'm so grateful. This year, um, we're selling at the um. At, at the brunch, we have a 120 tickets to sell because we didn't want want to be packed in like sardines. So you better get uh-huh. your, your tickets fast at our website www.lupusdetroit.org. Um, parking is free. We, we've take we've taken on that um, that cost, uh-huh. and we also have a very wonderful um, sponsor in GlaxoSmithKline. They donated a sponsorship check of five thousand dollars. Uh-huh. You, you know, and, and and I know that, you know, you know, it, it's hard times for everyone, you know, but just to have this event and to keep the cost low, the tickets are only $45. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and in and, and, and my opinion, that's cheap. <laughs> that, that is you cheap, know? you know. Yeah, yeah you're going to get an, an internationally known comedian, you know. You're going to get um, a very sweet and kind that Hillary Goldston, I love her from Fox 2. You know, she doesn't ask us for anything. And to be around great people, ten, 10 until 1, you're going to see some makeovers, and we're going to give away scholarships. That's awesome, Michelle, 45 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so and Rosetta, the parking is free. Rosetta, will you be there? Yes, I will be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm looking, I'm looking forward to meeting you, mm-hmm. too. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, that's the thing, and it's like, this is truly, like I said, not only is it your mission and that everyone is, everyone is living and it's like you step out on faith. I mean, you really, yeah. every, in fact, lupus warriors every morning get up and step out on faith to get through. But yeah. all of these events, when you look at this brunch, the people who have donated it to it, and I know I'm going to talk to you before then and we'll do it again. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at the, at the walk every year, people who come out, people who have tattoos, people get, I mean, you can, like you said, times it tough. You can give to this, that, and the other. But people recognize that in order to live and thrive, it's more than the research. Yeah, we would like to find mm-hmm. a research, I mean, even a, so that the treatment isn't as horrible as it is or that people aren't misdiagnosed or have people want to cut their legs off. I mean, you know, that, that there are more right. compassionate and understanding doctors, and there, there is research. But you have to live every day. And, every, and every day. Every day. And, yeah. and sometimes war, even a warrior needs, needs somebody to help them polish off that shield so they can get back mm-hmm. into that battle. And that's what yeah, yeah. Detroit yeah. does. Yes, I, I love that analogy, Michelle. I uh-huh. absolutely love that. Yeah, the you know we all need help from time to time. Uh-huh. You know we yeah. all need help, and we have a whole community that that's there uh-huh. for the most part. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted that to um, I wanted to say um, that you know when having lupus and things, you feel down, and mm-hmm. you know just so many emotions running through you and you know lupus detroit helped you know bring that light out in you you know to make you feel good feel beautiful about yourself embrace everything that um god has 
endured on you. You know, this is your journey. And, you know, however you may feel in the inside, you know, like those events that Miss Sharon hosts and things like that and Lucas Detroit hosts, they mean a lot to all of the warriors and things, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to come together and, you know, be able to embrace ourselves, you know. Yeah. I I appreciate that, um, Rosie, because the reason for the brunches and the lunches, and I'm glad that Beverly and Lawana um, initiated them, just because I said, Lord, we can't walk people to death. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because that was our only um, activity, and so I am so grateful to Beverly and to Lawana for taking the lunches and brunches under their wing. And said, and like uh, Rosie said, to do something pretty. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we we you know we look real good in our um in our um after five clothes, you know, in our brunch clothing. You know, it's it's, it's just a good time. It's really just a good time for us to love on each other in fellowship. And I'm so grateful for GlaxoSmithKline for their, um, for their sponsorship. And they're also coming in August, September, and October right. to, do, um, yeah, to do our support group meeting those fourth Saturdays. Okay. And if you tell me that the people need to, mm-hmm. that's the other part that I want to talk about, that you have, it's not just like showing up. There are support group regular meetings. How often are the meetings and I know that the location you have varies sometimes. Right, yeah. We have support group meetings on the east side and on the west side, and we do a great job of keeping our um, our website updated, you know, so folks okay. can go straight to the website and to see where our, our meetings are. Um, we meet at the Professional Medical Center some Saturdays, some fourth Saturdays. We meet in Berkeley at the library some Fourth Saturdays, we meet at the Southfield Lathrop um, Community Center on the second floor some Saturdays. So we are, we're extremely grateful. And people come out. People do, uh-huh. you know, come out. And like I said, our sponsor sees that, and they decided to send someone those months, August, September, and October, to facilitate the meetings. You know, and just to me, and I always go back to this, Michelle, um, not having a, a, a building, an office, and not having a staff that this big organization wants to help us and mm-hmm. fly someone in. And they will also be at the, um, at the luncheon, at the brunch this mm-hmm. year. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm entirely grateful. I mean, you, of course, you already know I'm, a, I'm grateful for you <laughs> and, yeah. and Rosie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm very grateful. So we're expecting a good time on May the 18th at Tinbaz. Well, I like I said, I will definitely be there. And you know, Sharon, you make me always have to up up, up my makeup game. And now you're doing a glam <laughs> makeover shoot. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stop someplace, you know, in the store and say, here, hook me up right quick. That would be real fast. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, got to, I got to look good. I got to look good to yes. hang with you. Well, you know. Oh. You want to yep. Me? Just. Yeah, just talk briefly about the walk. It's always uh-huh. the first. Yeah, yep, the, the first Saturday in September, and this year is not a Labor Day weekend because the first Saturday is the seventh. Mhm. Yeah, so it'll be at New Center Park, um, 
Registration will begin at 9 a.m., and it's never a long walk. It's 0.8 of a mile. Now, because we wanted to have it for all, all abilities and everyone that wanted, wanted to participate, Sugar Ray is back as our um, yes. MC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she, 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 she's such a doll, baby. Mm-hmm. She is so sweet. She is so sweet. So, you know, we're going to – we never have a, um, a silent auction there. We have a drop raffle where you purchase raffle tickets. Um, you know, we're expecting a, a big crowd. We're encouraging mm-hmm. everyone to create um, a walk team, you know, and raise money that way. And we also have the um, – the, um, what do you call it? Awards for the top three fundraisers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we are excited about that. Yeah, and we're always done by noon. We start at 9 and mm-hmm. we're done by noon. We don't keep you all day. And, and that's See, true. You don't keep us all day. And you know what? Keep... I started my team. I've got one, and I'm working on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and I have to, me being the um, the president, I better make a team real soon. <laughs> right. You know, and you know what? And that's what I tell people, and they're like, oh, I don't know. And I said, you know what? It's not that far. Mm-hmm. And I've often told them, you know, last year I walked with a family. I went by myself. Yeah. I walked with a family. And mm-hmm. they were pushing the mom, but here was everybody in her family was in. They had on T-shirts. And while we did that walk, I was part of their family. So yeah. you know, Oh, yes. So even if you're not part of a team, mm-hmm. your team is there waiting for you. And oh, you will be oh. welcomed and embraced. And it's the most fun, shortest walk. You'll be in, you'll be out, and you know what? It's such a good time. It's like you almost have to run us away at the end. (laughs) Now, that part is true. (laughs) You know, they're playing great music. We're exercising Mm -hmm. to warm up. When we come back, they're playing music, and, and, you know, we're dancing. And it's like, okay, now uh, we said it's time to go. You're done. (laughs) But, I mean, Uh it is something that, that... you know, I I encourage people to go, and I'm gonna have a team, and I'm gonna have a team. And if you don't have a team, well, we'll be on your team. You know? well, that's so. right. Uh huh. And a lot of people, a lot of singletons, as I call mm-hmm. them, that they show up, and you know, and then they feel like family. You know, and we have another mm-hmm. lupus warrior, Sandra Epps. She does makeup, the makeup, yes. the, the face painting for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our DJ, mm-hmm. DJ CJ, he does it for free. Mm-hmm. Our our photographer, um, LeBron Jackson, he does it for free. We are so favored. Oh, Michelle, mm-hmm. we're so favored. You know, and, and if mm-hmm. I think about it too long, my little eyes well up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. My little eyes well up because everybody they just flock to us and just want to do things for us and for Lupus Warriors pro bono. You know, mm-hmm. you don't charge us to come on your show. You you look forward to it like we do. Yep, because you know. Yeah. You're my family, you know. You're yes, my family, yes, you know. Yes. And it is. It it is. It is just like that. Now I got another sister. Yes, you do. Yes, I ma'am. got a new sister, Rosie. Uh-huh. I, I I hear them calling yep. you Rosie, and I'm Rosie. Can I call you Rosie? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Yes, All that's right. my Rosie. That's yes, my new sister, you know. Rosie. But it, yeah. it is. You know, what I tell people, you know, is, you know, this is it. This is family. It yeah. affects so many people. It particularly affects women. It affects mm, black women of color. Mm-hmm. But if, yes. as you're at the walk, at the luncheon, you're going to see it's not just about, I mean, 
it's an equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see you're, we love on everybody. You're gonna see black women, you're gonna see Latino, Latina. you're gonna see everybody. Mm-hmm. Lupus don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But Lupus Detroit does. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I appreciate you for that, Michelle. It's it's a great day. And you're so energized when you leave. You know, you're so energized. Yeah. If you're so well, I, I am, and I need to be energized because you know we have to run back to the storage and put things <laughs> up, and we're hungry. So we go eat, mm-hmm. but you know God has really had His hands on Lupus Detroit. Like I said, I don't talk about it for too long because I do. I well up. You know, of mm-hmm. all people, and you know, even Rosie touched on that to be afflicted, but to be encouraged, and then to start mm-hmm. a whole um, a whole warrior mission behind it. You know. Mm-hmm. I, we're, we're fortunate. We're blessed. Yes. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both. I look forward to seeing you on the 18th. I got, I'm got. i getting yeah. my white dress. I'm going to be ready. That's right. Be ready. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I yeah. have hugs for everybody. Yes. And we have, we have hugs back. We, we appreciate you, Michelle, and I mean that. No, well, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you. Uh-huh. You know what? I, I do more than appreciate you. I love you, Sharon Harris. I, lo- I love you too, Michelle Brown. I know you that are, as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are my sister Yeah. in Thank so you. many ways. And, Rosie, we got you. Thank you so much. I yes, love you yes, guys you too. Yes, love you, girl. So, and I'll see you on the 18th. Okay. Sounds okay, good. Thank, thank you. you. Have a blessed day. Okay. okay. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank today's guest, Sharon Harris, founder and director of Lupus Detroit, and Lupus Warrior, Rosetta Rosie Shaw. This year's seventh annual Lupus Detroit Brunch takes place Saturday, May 18th at Sinbad's Restaurant and Marina in Detroit. Information about the brunch and Lupus Detroit's other activities can be found on their website, www.lupusdetroit.org. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of a show on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of her intersectionality, and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.